0: Hello and welcome to The Tom Podcast. This is Trevor Cummings with The Bonson Group, the author of Tom, Thoughts on Money. We're doing this podcast version of our uh, normal written commentary. The thing I like about this, I am a Sunday school teacher and what I've noticed in Sunday schools, we usually teach a lesson in three or four different ways. We give the students the lesson in a video format. We give it to them in like live action. Sometimes we do arts and crafts. Sometimes they're listening. And you can see that everybody has a little bit of a different learning style. For me personally, I'm somebody who learns from listening. I probably listen to, I don't know, two or three hours of podcasts per day. Some of my friends make fun of me because I listen to them at two times speed. So if you have an hour-long podcast, you can knock it out in 30 minutes. So hey, we thought it would be a great idea if we start recording these Tom posts on uh, the podcast version that gives you an idea of kind of what we wrote about. And also, um, I'm going to try to give you some additional insight on what the motivation behind the article was and kind of the reasoning. So hopefully you enjoy it. We're going to start here with what is the bottom line? This was an article on how to value stocks. This came off of an article we wrote the week before about bonds, and um, the motivation behind that article was this. You had a lot of people asking, hey, should I invest in bonds? They're up so much so far this year. And what people didn't understand is what was driving those returns. And what was driving those returns was a drop in interest rates. If I wanted to oversimplify it, if you kind of want to understand what you should expect from your bond portfolio, it's going to be pretty close over a long term to what the yield on the portfolio is now there could be some nuances right because some type of bonds have a higher default rate and things of that nature but you're pretty safe estimating that over the next x amount of years the rate of return on your bond portfolio should be pretty close to the yield if it's not there's a dislocation like we've seen this year you probably see some pretty big changes in the landscape in regards to interest rates so we saw interest rates drop call it 1% this year, and that had a positive effect because of the inverse relationship with bonds. That stuff can be a little bit boring, but the article's motivation, again, was to give you the reasoning because what you didn't want to do is say, wow, there's this crazy momentum out there in bonds. Maybe I should be adding bonds to my portfolio. Investors have this problem with what we might call rearview mirror investing, finding out what did good yesterday and buying it today. And what they end up doing a lot of the time is they, they capture a lot of the downside and they don't get a lot of that upside that they were hoping for. So that made it for an easy transition to talk about stocks this week, because guess what? Just like bonds have a way of, of being valued, so do stocks. This topic can be a little bit more difficult, because on a day-to-day basis, how can I explain The Stocks aren't repricing themselves in exact lockstep with kind of what's happening within the company. The sentiment of the market, of what's going on, of what the president might be tweeting, or what the Fed might be doing with interest rates, that's definitely going to have a daily effect on what the pricing of the stock market is. But the question is, how do stocks price in the long run? So if if I planned on buying a stock and I was going to hold it for 10 or 15 years, what should the expected value be? How should that value change? So it got to this conversation about hey, there's a lot of noise out there, but what's the bottom line? And I thought that was kind of a funny title to choose because if you want to know where that saying came from, what's the bottom line, it came from a financial statement. Uh, If you go to a financial statement, specifically an income statement, you look at the bottom line, that's where you find profits or earnings. So when somebody's asking you, hey, what's the bottom line? What they're really asking you is, hey, take away all the fluff and kind of give me the facts and the details that matter. So let's think about the same concept when it comes to understanding what a stock is worth or maybe what the stock market is worth. When we're trying to understand what's the bottom line, we want to look at, hey, is there anything out there that has a strong correlation with stock market returns? And there is something out there that has a very strong correlation with stock market returns, and that's earnings, if you look over long periods of time, and let's call that like a 10-year period, and you look at what earnings growth, so the change in earnings on a year-to-year basis, and you compare that to the price change on a year-to-year basis, you're going to find that the correlation there is very strong. Correlation is usually measured on negative 1 to 1, 1 being a perfect correlation, negative 1 being an inverse correlation, meaning they do opposites. So what you see is there's probably about a 0.9 correlation to earnings growth and uh, price uh, change in, in, in an individual stock or the stock market. So what you see there is you see this relationship that the, the stock price is a fundamental reflection of what the earnings growth is. And honestly, that should be fairly intuitive. Because anytime we make an investment, the common question we'd want to ask is, hey, what's the ROI? Meaning what's the return on investment? The return on investment for a stock is profits, right? If you were a business owner, Um, and you were working very diligently and and, uh, blood, sweat, and tears into a business, Uh, one of the expectations of of that business is that the revenue that you generate would be greater than the expenses, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. Uh, And those profits become benefits to the owner of the business. Well, guess what? If you're a shareholder... Regardless of if you own one share or thousands of shares, you are in some proportion uh, an owner of that business, so your mindset should be the exact same, is that your expectation should be that you want earnings, you want profits from the business, and over time, a year-over-year basis, you'd like those profits to improve. You'd hope that um, there'd be some dynamic within the company where you improve efficiencies, where you can get cost structures better. You'd hope that you gain market share by maybe better brand recognition and better service to your customers. And over time, that you'd be growing those profits. So that's very good and well that we could say, hey, in the long run, you have this really strong correlation between the price of a stock or the price of the stock market and earnings. But guess what? Uh, That's not so much true on a day-to-day basis, right? Because we're not going to know how earnings are are changing because companies are required to report annually and quarterly. But guess what? The stock market is open every single day. So the prices move. Um, So the next question I'd want to ask is, hey, why do the prices move every day? And that's where you kind of disconnect from those fundamentals, and it starts to become this idea of, I guess you could call it supply and demand, where there's buyers and sellers. And um, if if buyers are are, are very uh, euphoric about what's going on in the markets and kind of what the future has uh, in store, um, they might be willing to pay a little bit more. And maybe if they're uh, scared or frightened by maybe something that they've saw on, saw in on the news or something going on, maybe that they would be uh, there'd be more sellers than buyers. What happens is um, those buyers and sellers come to an exchange called the stock market. Um, and depending on their, their sentiment, they're going to find an equilibrium on what they're willing to trade a stock at or what they're willing to trade kind of the, the general market at. There's a famous quote from Benjamin Graham. Benjamin Graham was a professor at Columbia University. He was the professor of Warren Buffett. He was the author of a book called The Intelligent Investor. If there was a Mount Rushmore of investing, uh, his face might be on it. So he had this famous quote that said, in the short run, the market is a voting machine, and in the long run, the market is a weighing machine. That sounds like a little bit of a goofy quote. So in the short run, it's a voting machine, but in the long run, it's a weighing machine. Um, What he meant to say by that was, in the short run, what are votes? Well, they're opinions. They're not objective. They're, they're just somebody's opinions. That's a voting machine. Um, in the long run, a, a weighing machine. Well, when you step in the scale and you, and you look at the weight, uh, that's factual. Um, I guess you could call it, say that's empirical. So what he's saying is that in the short run, people's opinions are going to affect the price of the stock market. But in the long run, it, it's going to come down to facts. And, and those facts that he's talking about are what we'd call fundamentals. So the underlying business performance, the improvement in revenue, revenue, the improvement in cost efficiencies, and the the actual outcome of earnings. So it kind of goes back to this idea that that's why earnings and price changes have uh, such a strong correlation. If you were to go read the article, you'll see that I provided a a chart that was showing 20 years of earnings growth or uh, year-over-year change in earnings and year-over-year change in price. And you can see that on a year-to-year basis, the correlation doesn't seem as strong. But then when you take the average over that time period, that's when you begin to see it strengthen. The other chart I included was this chart of Let's go back to 1994 all the way up to today, and let's look at that relationship of what somebody's willing to pay for every dollar of earnings that a company produces. I'm going to slow down right there to give a little bit of an explanation. So there's a common ratio in investing. It's called a PE ratio, and that's the price to earnings ratio. So if I wanted to oversimplify that, what that's telling you is I will pay X amount of dollars for every dollar of earnings that a company um, generates. What this chart will show you is that over this time period, the average um, was somewhere around 16 times earnings. And what they're saying by that is an investor is willing to pay $16 for every dollar of earnings that a company produces. You could inverse that and turn that into a fraction, and that would show you kind of what the estimated return on investment would be. But then what you see on this chart is that there's this, I don't know what you want to call it, like a dislocation. Like there's times where the the market trades above this average and times when it trades below this average. What does that mean? So when it's trading above the average, in hindsight, you'll see that, oh man, those were times of like crazy euphoria where people began to not understand uh, how businesses worked. And they were just willing to pay anything to own a particular stock. So we look at, hey, what was the peak of that chart? What was the tech bubble? so a time where call it 98 99 2000 where there were a lot of companies coming to market many of these companies wouldn't really even be described as businesses they were more of ideas and investors got so excited about the fact that if they bought something today that it could be worth more tomorrow and they they wanted to kind of keep up with the joneses and that sentiment this uh excitement shows up in this chart of saying wow that was a time where people were willing to pay 24 or 25 times uh, a, a dollar of earnings, which is abnormal. Uh, and then you look at where the, the trough is in, in this chart, kind of where the bottom is, and you look at a year like 2008, where, man, it felt like the world was gonna end, and people didn't really wanna buy stocks. And if you looked at the overall market, in hindsight, it was quote-unquote cheap. You could buy a dollar of earnings very cheap at, at, at that point. So what investors learn over time, if they're willing to learn this, is that they have to really tune out the the day-to-day noise and understand why they're investing. They're investing because they're a business owner. And a business owner is looking for a company that is going to be around for a long time, is sustainable, and that has the ability to improve their business by growing their earnings. And that's important because that concept should come out in your investment philosophy there's a lot of ways where ceos or cfos and we've we've learned this through history they can be a little bit tricky they can kind of cook the books to make things look good and that's not really what you want you're not you're not trying to find somebody that has spectacular earnings for for one quarter you're trying to find companies that have a long history of a sustainable business they have good management practices in place and they have um sustainable and growing earnings and if you invest that way you'll find over time that again is the greatest correlation to price so you should do better than the general market if you're owning companies that have earnings growth that's greater than the general market so and these topics are a little bit complex and they might not be commonplace but this is what i want you to take away from this investments derive their value from somewhere I know it's easy to think that, and it's easy to say this, that, hey, what's something worth? It's worth whatever somebody's been willing to pay for it. And there is truth to that statement. But over time, you'll see that the stock market is a, a collection of individual businesses. And the, the, the mindset that I want you to put on is that what if you were that business owner? What would you, what would you expect and what would you want to drive as the CEO? Well, most of you guys would probably say the same answer. You'd want an improving business. And you'd have to choose some sort of metric on how you'd improve that business. And I'm going to tell you those same metrics that you might choose, those are probably the same metrics that have a strong correlation with uh, an improving stock price. Good businesses over time grow in value, and that very well aligns with our investment philosophy here at the Bonson Group. So that was kind of the, the impetus of this article and kind of the reasoning behind it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we're going to continue to try to boil down these complex subjects them in simpler form so you can understand them. But the best way we can know on kind of what to write about and what you're interested is send us an email. Uh, You'll find my email on most of these articles. You can reach me at tcummings at thebonsongroup.com. Love to hear from you and we'd love to create more dialogue about subjects uh, and topics that you're interested in talking about. And if you'd be so kind to give us a five star rating and add any comments that you'd like to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. The way that these podcasts work, the more likes, the more comments, the more engagement that you get it gets more people listening and uh, more conversations. So we appreciate you and we look forward to speaking with you soon.
1: The Bonson Group is registered with High Tower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC and with High Tower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through High Tower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.